Just characters I drew from horror movies. Yes, that's where I saw that nerdy bass player before. Yes, and the one with the guy with the hockey mask. I've been here all alone. Can't you see that now? checked your mics hello yes all right yeah the air is much thinner here isn't it jolian yeah dry and, and full of smoke yeah oh, yeah yeah you notice that don't you um, yeah the air is pretty filthy here well this stuff is on fire what are you gonna do let's do it welcome to chewing the scenery horror movie podcast this is a podcast where we're going to talk about some horror movies some old stuff some new stuff this time it's going to be all old stuff um, well, first of all, we are your hosts. I'm Richard. With me are Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello. Fresh back from, um... Jolly old England. Is it still called England? Did they change the name? Yes. No, it's called Brexit now. <laughs> the country <laughs> the of Brexit, Brexit Empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Will and I did a couple episodes. Uh, we did what Ozzy Osbourne would do. We recorded all of it in one session and then mm-hmm. split it into two piles. Yes, I, I listened to them. Yeah, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. Okay, so that's we did that. Yeah, we took a cue from Ozzy. Hmm. And if you're in a movie, only be in it for like thirty seconds. <laughs> that's another thing Ozzy did, but we'll talk about that later. Um, we're not critics; we're artists and illustrators, and you know we're we're gonna spoil the movies we talk about. So be ready for that. Um, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song at the beginning of the show called Intro Creature Features. You can find them on iTunes. You can find them on Amazon if you want to buy their music. If you want to just say hey to the Moonrays, find them on Facebook where they are, the Moon-Rays. There's another band with a similar name, not them. All right, so I haven't written anything down, but I think I have a mental list, so I'll go last. Julian, what have you watched since we did this? Oh, I've, I've watched tons. Um, I like jacked my shoulder up uh, after I got back and sort of spent a day lying on the couch with an ice pack. So <laughs> were they... Watching a bunch of stuff. I watched two horror movies, but the rest were not. Were you fighting off the customs guys from trying to take your clotted cream? Yeah, yeah. They have these sniffer dogs and, and everything, so it was quite a battle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Kind of like that scene in 12 Monkeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Slow motion dive and punching my way through the Hare Krishnas and yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so you jacked your shoulder up. Yeah, but the, the horror movies I've watched recently were there's one called Howl. Yeah. Uh, which is like a, a werewolf movie shot in Britain. Based on Ginsburg's play. Exactly. Oh. There's all these wolf people looking for an angry fix. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's about this this night train that gets uh, stranded out in these woods where uh, where a uh, train load of people got wiped out before, and uh, you know you you quickly figure out that the forest has got a tribe of werewolves in it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that one was all right. So it's, it's worth a watch. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things it does early on which really took me out of it, and I never quite got into it. Oh. Uh, there's the there's this like CG impossible view shot, which comes out in, out of a train window and then and then up over the forest and then looks up at this full moon, and uh, I just wondered why they done it because none of it's convincing and, mm. and it's an impossible view and you know so it reminds you you're watching a movie and yeah uh, and then there's the bit where it introduces you to everyone who's on the train. Because the hero is the uh, ticket inspector, so he he just goes down the length of the train, and then you meet all these people, and they're all horrible. <laughs> they're all obviously red shirts, but yeah. it, 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 the film needs to introduce you to all these people, and uh, yeah, they're a pretty despicable bunch. Are they are they all like stereotypes? Uh, yeah, there's like this kind of teen girl who's all like, yeah, "Stop staring at me, you perv." And, the gangster um, with like a violin case. There's a, there's a guy who's supposed to, that people assume is a football hooligan. Uh, he's, he's really better than that. Um, there's like the fat slob. There's you know, you know it's like a, quite a mix of people. But there's the nerdy guy who knows what's going on before anyone else does. It's werewolves. Yeah. Does anybody not get a cell phone signal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, in this <laughs> ding, ding, ding. the zone they're stuck in doesn't have any. Uh, you know, signal. So uh, <laughs> let me put on my shocked face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, the wheels are pretty good. They kind of uh, they look kind of like orcs with kind of the wolf legs. Hmm. And um, yeah, there's kind of a couple of funny bits and gory bits. It's all right. And the other one I saw is The Hallows, which is an Irish horror movie. Right. And I thought uh, I didn't make any assumptions because of that, but they were indeed the little people. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> There's a, you know, a couple who are out in this forest uh, where they, uh, he's, he's like a tree surgeon. So all the locals are telling them to go away and leave the little people alone. And uh, of course he, he doesn't. And um, so it's kind of menacing things start happening to them. And, mm. uh, I found that one pretty dull. It's uh, a lot of it is just watching this guy. And it's always like medium close up, him going around looking at trees and <laughs> uh, meeting the locals, and it, it just got. There's some really nice landscapes in it, but uh, I was like, I found that one pretty dull. All right, now there's the hollow, the hollow. It's called the hollow, I think. The hollow with, it, with an A. a. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. There's and then there's the shallow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, that's a, yeah. That's just out recently. Yeah. And then of course, 
There's Final Girl and The Final Girls. There's, oh, okay. there's another one for Confusion that's out right now. Another pair of movies that could be easily confused. Mm. So what else? Uh, I read a really good book, uh, Essays in Criticism, Federico Fellini, collection of essays, a lot of them translated from Italian. Uh, essays by Fellini? No, no, no. I, About I, I, Fellini. There's, some, there's a couple of interviews with him, but um, it's, uh, it's pretty cool because they're they're from the 50s up through the mid 70s mm-hmm. and uh, so you can trace you know what different people thought of him you know, as that develops and because he wasn't taken seriously for a long time I right think. yeah yeah i mean not as bad as hitchcock but mm-hmm. you know he, he he was always picked on for by people for quite a while it's quite surprising well his creative choices were definitely unconventional yeah and it's his, his vision yeah, you know, you you see his movies and and uh, and then you just see the world in a different way after you see them. Right. He's definitely uh, got his own way of seeing things. Yeah. Uh, I saw some cool kung fu fic- flicks. I saw um, Golden Swallow, which is brilliant. Wang Yu and Ching Pei Pei and this is, it's like some early seventies stuff. That one is from late sixties, I think. Oh, cool. It's like one of the earliest ones. It's the follow up to um Come Drink With Me, which was the first modern Kung Fu movie in the mid sixties. Right. And it's got the same woman who's in that Cheng Pei Pei and it's, it's she's basically the same character and she's uh, there's, there's this romantic triangle going on with her uh Wang Yu. Uh, she's the golden swallow, and there's Wang Yu who's uh he's going around killing masses of Gangsters <laughs> with his bare hands. No, with a sword. Oh, okay. There's like dozens of bodies all over the place, and he's he's doing that to get her attention. It's really weird. <laughs> if you want to let a girl know you um, really care about her, <laughs> and then Lo Lee is a, uh, another guy, and he's he's much more peaceful, and he loves her. But uh, you know, so there's, there's always like romantic entanglements going on. But uh, yeah, that's, that was a good. One. So yeah, and, and that's a recommend for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I watch uh, any anything that she's in or anything that Wang Yu's in, anything that Loli's in. So all three of them in the same movie, you know. Definitely, definitely check it out. And uh, last night we saw Hell Caesar. That's yeah. the Cohen Brothers, mm-hmm. correct? Any good? You, you've. I have not you seen tried it. watching it. Didn't well, you? I didn't get all the way through it. Okay. Just being tired, and I'm going to finish it probably this afternoon. Okay. But you know, uh, you know, it looks good. It's, it's the Coen Brothers. It always looks fantastic. And you've got loads of people doing their little character bits in there. Yeah. There's a part where that shows them filming a movie and uh, they're clearly, or they're do, they're showing the previews or the opening credits of a movie and it, it's clearly a matte painting. Mm-hmm. It's so funny how they do that. Like they, it's a, it's a wink to the audience. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Look how obvious this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, I love those matte paintings. It's, a, it's so fun. Yeah. Some of them are so good you don't know they're paintings. Right. But this one, uh, it was one of those where it was just over the line to where your eye detects it. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But it's about old Hollywood. Yeah, so it's the day in the life of this um, executive. Uh, Josh Brolin plays this Hollywood executive, and he's managing all these strange problems that go on. Like his leading man is uh, George Clooney who gets kidnapped by a group of communists and uh yeah so it's just all these strange things going on recreations of old hollywood will you love old hollywood don't you sure why not (laughs) (laughs) well it was more corrupt but no one talked about it 
which makes it more interesting. I guess. <laughs> I think there's a lot more going on now, but uh, nobody cares because it's it's all in the spotlight. Like everybody's being followed by a camera everywhere they go, mm-hmm. so nobody cares. Back then, if you killed somebody, and you could sweep that under the carpet. So it was legal back then. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, you're you're only allowed two murders a year, unless the, you win an Oscar. <laughs> then you get. Then you get a third. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you beat someone to death with the Oscar, I know that's a fuzzy area. You have to go to court. Mm. And if you're EGOT, Emmy, Golden Globe, Oscar, and Tony, that's four <laughs> extra murders every year. <laughs> well, I saw this one called uh, Dillinger is Dead. They had it on uh, TCM. It's this Italian movie from '68. Marco Ferreri mm-hmm. and uh, it is really strange it was, it's quite fascinating He, uh, it, it's this guy who invents who, who designs gas masks mm-hmm. and it's played by Michele Piccioli or Piccoli I'm not sure but anyway <clears throat> so before the credits it shows him like, working in his lab and he's people in gas masks and, and then uh, and then he drives home and there's hardly any dialogue for the next like almost hour and a half and uh so he gets home. His wife is she's this like beautiful Italian actress. She was in Barbarella. I forget her name right now, but um, she's sick in bed. She's got headaches, so she's left in dinner, and it's cold, and he doesn't fancy that, so he makes his own dinner. So basically, there's all this. It goes on and on. There's uh, nothing's really happening. You're just following him around. What happens in the? He, he decides to fix himself his own dinner, and. Uh, uh, while he's digging for some ingredients or something, he, he stuff falls out of the uh, cupboard, and he finds this like wrapped up bundle. And inside it is these American newspapers. It's the Chicago Tribune, and the headlines are like uh, Dillinger is dead, and it's mm-hmm. this, you know it's a story about this gangster. And uh, and he also uh, he, so he's fascinated with this, and and then he uh, finds up this wrapped up uh, pistol, mm-hmm. this revolver. So he gets that out, and while he's in between, like cooking stuff, he's using like the olive oil to clean up, you know, to disassemble the pistol and clean it out. Yeah. So just uh, he goes and does this really ordinary stuff, and he's just pottering about. That's that's all you watch him doing for a, a long time. I mean, he looks good, and he's a good actor and everything, but it's like there's nothing happening. So it's like a Gus Van Sant film. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like this art house Hitchcock. You know, you know Hitchcock's idea of uh, suspense is. You tell the audience there's a bomb under the desk, and then you just play it as people talking over, right. mm-hmm. over the desk, and the audience is like, "When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen?" <laughs> so this is just that for like a whole movie. Uh, so he's, he's clean, he cleans it, and then he uh, he puts it all back together once it's working. He paints it red and puts polka dots on it, hangs it out to dry, and then he finds the bullets, and uh, and he gets and he and he starts watching home movies. And everything starts getting weirder and weirder. And you think, this guy is cracked. Something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Yes, you're just waiting for it to happen. But yeah, You know, it's funny. I wasn't sure if this was the same movie. But when you said the part about the polka dots, um, I was told about this movie about three years ago <laughs> when we were still working at the art supply store. And a customer was like, you've got to see this weird movie. Yeah. And I wrote it down and never found it mm-hmm. it never happened upon it but uh, I guess I didn't try that hard either there's such a long list of stuff to see yeah but the, well, it, it, people were really split on it because ba- basically nothing much happens for most of the movie oh okay so some people really hated it 
And uh, some people really loved it. They thought it was, this was a masterpiece. Well, some especially people, especially French. <laughs> yeah, some people are a bunch of whiny bitches. You know, you get that a lot. But I can understand it because you know that you're right. You say, you know, nothing happens, and then something appalling happens. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, so it it just dropped out of circulation for decades, and it was only really recently dug up for the for his. I think it was a New York Film Festival a few years ago. Oh, that's cool. So. Anything else in your recently watched? Uh, well, I watched a ton, but there's none of them are like horror movies. Nothing that's that would stand out as uh, something our listeners would dig. Uh, well, I watched uh, like one of the best ones I saw was Roman Holiday. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, which one is that? You've got a picture of it up there. Is the one Audrey Hepburn? Oh yeah, okay. She's this princess who <laughs> decides to get away from her stifling environs and, and runs out on the night in um, Rome and she runs into Gregory Peck who's a reporter mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's looking for a big story so he can get out and go and work for a proper newspaper he's, you know he's stuck in this branch in Rome yeah which I wouldn't have minded Rome in the yeah. 50s god um, <laughs> that poor bastard yeah <laughs> oh you poor man but anyway yeah, he wants to get back to New York and, and uh, so when he realises that she's the princess he doesn't tell her that he's going to do a story on her and he has mm-hmm. his buddy come along who's got this like uh, lighter which is also a secret camera mm-hmm. so they're secretly following her you know he's, he's showing her around Rome and uh, uh, so you so you know that at some point there's going to be this revelation yeah things could go really badly uh, but his his buddy is like uh, doesn't cotton on fast enough, so he's always getting kicked and and getting things spilled on him and uh, <laughs> tripped up, you know, to shut him up. And uh, uh, yeah, it's really, really yeah, that's a good, good one. Movie. Yeah, I haven't I, seen that one in probably twenty years. Right, but, yeah. I don't think I've seen it, so I should. Oh, it's, yeah, it's I, good, I'd yeah. never seen it, so no? I, I oh, sat well. and watched it with my mum. They had this documentary about Audrey Hepburn on, so she wanted to watch an Audrey Hepburn movie. Oh, cool. So we stuck that on. Something without Mickey Rooney in it? I've not been able to watch that movie because of that. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. We'll, yeah. do, we'll do a fan edit. And, yeah. And I really want somebody to cut Mickey Rooney out of that. Yeah. The movie would be all right. Have you looked to see if anyone has? Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's is probably not in the fan edit sat there <laughs> in lax on Jedi's and transforming robots. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Will, what have you seen? Um, I can't think of anything other than rock and roll nightmare. <laughs> it kind of crowds everything else out of your cranium, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know I watch trick or treat, but it's all fuzzy now. Cause mm-hmm. because Thor, Pummeled it like a Mickle rubber Thor. devil. John Micklethor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I am so glad I suggested this. I well, think this is going... My friend Ethan suggested this. Oh. Thank you, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. This is the creator of Mr. Flingpoo. Yes. He's <laughs> uh, He's got an, another couple suggestions. Uh, I don't remember one that he suggested... I asked you about, but now I can't remember the title, but okay. some Japanese monster movie with like 30 different monsters in it or something. Oh, yeah. And he says it's, it's like a pageant. else. <laughs> and then he sent me another one. And again, I can't remember the name. All because of Rock and Roll Nightmare. I think that's great. I'm trying, uh, I'm trying yeah, to... Yeah, I, I don't really know what I watched. I've been watching mostly uh, 
burn notice. <laughs> what I used to call jerk face. Yeah. Mm. The main character has that jerky looking face. But it's got Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so not a bad going show. For it. Um, I always wanted one where like the A team, the surviving members of the A team showed up and because he has the same shtick, you know, he helps people and he's inventive. And they could go up against each other, you know, with their pneumatic catapults on the A-team to throw people. Stuntmen, mostly. <laughs> I love when they use catapults. Yeah. It's I tried just... to watch the A-team the other night. It's unwatchable. The new movie? No, the old show oh, okay. from a zillion yeah, years so ago. Lame. I never got so into bad. it. No. I never did. And like literally everybody I knew was watching stuff like that and I wasn't. Hmm. Like I never got into Dukes of Hazard or A Team. I watched the hell out of both of those. <laughs> I like the Dukes of Hazards enough to watch uh watch them in Spanish the following week. Oh wow. So Yeah, you're a little younger than me, so maybe that that worked, oh, yeah. worked out mean, for you. A Team was like perfect. I was perfect age for the A Team. Yeah. Um, How about you? What have you watched? Well, I started watching um, Stranger Things last night. Uh, that is really compelling. It's like, uh, God, I don't want to say the wrong movie. It's got elements of like 8mm. No, Super 8. <laughs> not 8mm, not the snuff film one. Right. The other one. Is that the snuff film with the monster? <laughs> with the little kids making a snuff film? <laughs> Someone should do a fan wow. editor. Put those two together. <laughs> That wouldn't be horrible eight at all. Millimeter and super eight, super just, eight just... millimeter. <laughs> yeah, come on, fan editors, the, the one, get out there. The one, the one with the kids in it. Uh, it's got some of that and some some of Stand by Me. It's set in like eighty two or eighty three because mm-hmm. no earlier than that you can tell because um, there's a John Carpenter's The Thing poster on the wall. Ah. So it's got to be post nineteen eighty one. So eighty two, eighty three, maybe. Uh, and you could tell by all the bad decor, bad furniture, bad fashion that it's the early 80s. But um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. And it seems like what they're doing, they're really nailing it. So it'll be fun. Those kids uh, make a hell of a snuff film. They do. <laughs> I saw one called uh, Midnight Special it's from earlier this year or last year. where That's another like 80s, early 80s Spielberg-y throwback. Huh. About this little boy who's got amazing appears to have amazing psychic powers so this yeah this religious cult is after him and the fbi are after him and you know all sorts hmm. of people and he's like being taken across country by a couple of guys and to this particular destination and uh yeah, it's basically escape to witch mountain ah hmm. watch the hell out of that as a kid <laughs> not the one with the rock in it I no think, I, think I watched that... the hell out of that one when it came out <laughs> You didn't throw popcorn at the screen. I'm no. surprised. Oh, let's see. What else was on the watch list? Um, I did watch The Final Girls, not to be confused with Final Girl. Mm. Uh, that was good. That's one where um, this uh, young woman is with some friends at a screening of her mother's horror movie. You know, her mom was an actress. but um, And this isn't too big of a spoiler, but uh, her mother dies somewhere early in the movie and those damn kids <laughs> <Stop> films. <laughs> and uh, you know we could add a third movie into the fan edit i don't see why not um so she's at a screening uh i think a year or so after her mother died and something happens 
and this girl and her friends get sucked into the horror movie that her mother starred in. And that sounds like that would suck. It's actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there, there, there is a point early on where they realize we're in another dimension. We're in this movie. We just need to know what to do next. And they all know the movie well enough to know what to do. So uh, they try things that some work, some things don't. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It's really fun. Neat. I liked it a lot. So that one... Is that on Netflix? Or? I don't remember if I got that one on Netflix or if that was on one of the one of the movie channels. But uh, I, I noticed it and said, oh, wow, there's that thing that I've been wanting to see. So I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I would absolutely rewatch it. And um, I feel like there were a couple other things, but never mind that. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the things we did watch. Uh, Will, you brought this to us. Yes. I'm sure neither of you watched had seen Rock and Roll Nightmare before because you wouldn't stop this dead if you had. (laughs) I came across Rock and Roll Nightmare late last year, early this year, I think, and watched it. And, ooh, I was horrified. And then, like I said, Ethan uh, suggested we watch it. And uh, when I told him... Dear God, what are you trying to do? He said, well, there's always the Perfect Strangers reunion on Netflix. You guys could watch oh, that, too. God, are you kidding? So it could have been worse. I picked Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> um, wow. This film may be the worst thing we've ever watched. And we watched Robot mm. Monster. It makes Robot Monster look like Citizen I, Kane. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was amazingly bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It did. It did come all all the way over the the hump and and back around and actually became good because of how horrible it was. No, it never nah. even approached anywhere near good. <laughs> well, let me tell you my experience. First of all, I had to convert the file that you gave me. Uh, I had to download a player that would actually play the file. But I got that done, and I said, okay, well, let me just pop in the headphones because I don't want to bother anybody with this wretchedness. And you hear the van running, and they drive forever to get to this house. Yes. Well, they do the opening scene, of course, where there's some sort of creature killing a family. Um, I loved how the dad just, like, kind of jaunts down the stair. He doesn't seem terribly concerned that his no. wife's screaming, screaming bloody like, murder in, yeah. the, in the kitchen. And the kid doesn't seem aware of anything. He doesn't care. He was a good actor, too. He gave a really good read of his line. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best the best part for me was... The fact that that scene, the audio was normal, mm-hmm. but I had that headphone splitter that we were using a couple months ago that didn't quite work right for Jolien's headphones. So you were only getting one channel. I was only getting one channel. So I can hear the van running and they're driving up to this house. Van shuts off, but it shows that it's still running and then it shuts off again. And then I hear birds chirping and like a little breeze going and everybody's talking to each other and their lips are moving, but there's no sound coming out. And I went, oh, this really is a piece of shit. They didn't even record the audio and they went ahead and released it with no audio for the voices. Holy crap, this is bad. I'm thinking at some point it's going to crackle and pop and kick in and, and then, I'll, you know, it'll make sense. And it didn't happen. And I'm about seven or eight minutes into the movie and I said, you know what? And I fiddled with the cord. <laughs> All of a sudden there were voices. Uh-huh. Uh, how about that British guy? I thought he was Australian. What was he supposed to be? I believe he's supposed to be Australian. 
I bet you a million dollars he was Canadian. Uh, they were all Canadian. Yeah. Um, so don't blame the U.S. for this one. Well, the other one's Canadian, isn't it? Trick or treat. No, that's American. Oh. Yeah. That, I mean, they okay. might have had some I people. They were both Canadian. I don't know, but this was definitely Canadian. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it. Canada can't make a good film. <laughs> and their TV shows are pretty lousy, too. Oh, you know what? There is There's one. David Cronenberg. Yeah. Well, David say. Cronenberg, yes. William Shatner. Shatner. But has he made a good film? Star Trek V. Oh, true. He did make that. <laughs> I love that movie. I feel like he loaned the Gorn to whoever was making the props for this thing so they could model their, their level of skill after the Gorn from Star Trek. They had rock monsters in that one, right? Or did that scene get cut? I um, don't I don't know now. if it it's got cut. It's been so long since I've seen Star Trek V. Mm. I was just reminded of something I saw on Netflix. Um, that was a Canadian film that I, I did I did want to mention, like just jump back in and mention it, but I don't know if I'll be able to find it on my phone. But it was something. It was something for ghouls. I'm trying to remember what it was. Rhyme. I think it was called Rhymes for Ghouls, and it was about these native kids. And uh, there was a bunch of corrupt, nasty stuff going on in their world. And uh, it was really cool. um, And I didn't say Native Americans, even though it's North America, but it was Canadian. So we'll just say Native kids. And they're dealing with the awfulness of the adults around them. And there's a creepiness and a weirdness to it. And there's some revenge stuff that goes on in the movie. That's a Canadian film that's worth a look. Yeah, there's a Canadian show called... uh... Kids in the Hall. Last, the Last <laughs> Just, Booth or something like that. It's about a guy who sits in the last booth in a restaurant and you can go in and ask him for some favor and then in return you have to do something awful. Like <laughs> blow up some people at a, at a meeting or something to bring your dead husband back. Oh, wow. It's one of them. They're all, I don't know was an interesting show that's a strange premise i think it's on hulu i would watch that yeah the last booth or something man in the last booth yeah something along that line so when when i got past the point where i realized something was wrong with the headphones and got the audio in um yeah i realized quickly that the one guy had a a british accent that could only be rivaled by dick van dyke uh, it was awful. And uh, basically every single one of these characters was more of a caricature than a character. And uh, it was bad. It was just like you, you, they were trying to be like really misbehaving, you know, just jerk rock stars. So basically the movie is, we should tell the listener, uh, is Evil Dead in Canada, kind of. They go to a house. <laughs> to, Evil uh, Dead with big hair. <laughs> yeah, they go this band, the Tritons, led by John Micklethor. <laughs> John Micklethor. John Micklethor, uh, who is a bodybuilding glam rocker from Canada. So basically, he's got Fabio's body, David Lee Roth's hair, and the face of a Monchichi. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What's a monchichi? There were these cute little um, sort well, of monkey children. Yeah, it was it was a, an eighties thing. Uh, they were just little dolls. 
they they had kind of a kind of furry and a hard plastic face and usually they had like a banana or they could suck their thumb yeah it was just bad i don't i don't really i never (laughs) had one but i remember them being insanely popular for about a year yeah they had these cute little faces yeah so john micklethor basically has a manchichi face he does kind of look like a manchichi now that you mention it and they try to be like the badass rockers but they're just too polite to pull it off. Well, the they don't. One, know, they don't know. The married couple was like the most uh, Mormon, just <laughs> completely. Let's have sex with our clothes on, kind yeah. of people. <laughs> I kept saying when they really figure out how to have sex, it's going to blow their minds. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, there, oh, there was there there was something to do, uh, and I'm sure that. They just cashed in on the fact that it was so cold where they were filming. The one girl with the Dan skins. Okay, another 80s thing. There were some workout clothes called Dan skins. Oh, God, yes. And their name, the brand popped up as like a sponsor in the in the credits. Oh, did it? Yeah. So this girl's wearing Dan skin clothes, like, like aerobics clothes. Yeah. While they're practicing and playing their awful, horrible, horrible songs. Yeah. And she's nipping out pretty majorly. And I'm thinking... What? In, uh, why would is that like? And then there's another scene where they're talking, and you can see their breath. And I went, "Oh, she didn't have a choice." Mm. Yeah. Mm. And her face had these weird expressions. She had like the. She had a bizarre looking face. I captured a couple shots of that. Um, she often looked like maybe she was missing her teeth and didn't have her dentures in. She looked crazy. Or her weird. nose was too long. I don't know. It was, she was weird looking. She was weird looking. It's. Um, I made I made Eugenia watch this <laughs> all the way through. She said, she said, well, I I have some stuff to do. I was like, I can't watch it on my own. It's too scary. <laughs> uh, I've seen it once. I just can't watch it again on my own. And, and she's like, well, I got some stuff to do. So go ahead and start it. And I was legitimately gonna start it and let her come in whenever. But then the mom at the beginning i was just like oh she can't miss any of this she'll be lost <laughs> right so i saved it and yes yeah, she watched the whole thing and 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 you're still married i'm still married i'm sleeping on the couch now outside <laughs> good thing it's summer yeah the mosquitoes are terrible yeah you got to get a mosquito net so so the plot of this thing you can call it that it's this band goes out to record their album it just pains me (laughs) sometimes i just start laughing because it was so horrible it was the only thing that kept me from crying and running from the from the room uh they go to this house that's haunted uh people keep disappearing sort of i don't know yeah well, they, they get converted into a demon monster. Yeah, I, I suppose. The one guy gets a, gets a bite out of his shoulder, his their cl- manager. His, his clay shoulder with, with makeup on say, it. He looked like he was made out of cake. <laughs> and they just cut a piece of cake out. <laughs> That's about right. Also, they only brought one pair of drumsticks for the whole five weeks or whatever they were going to be there. But there's all these spare drumsticks in the basement. <laughs> there's this box marked like spare drumsticks. 
yeah, the guy goes down to get them, but then he gets attacked. Yeah. And that happens again and again to all the friends of Thor. Well, the, what starts the whole thing is the um, the quote-unquote manager of this atrocity of a band is up in some sound booth, and he's dancing around, acting like an idiot while they're recording a song. And then this little thing that looks like a rubber version of Beaker from The Muppet Show, uh, this little Cyclops character. Mm-hmm. This little, basically, imagine you put a googly eye and a tuft of hair on a, on a hot dog. <laughs> well, I was going to say a hot dog, but same diff. <laughs> and it comes popping up and creeps over and it spits the slimy goo into the dude's drink. And then he, he takes a sip. He doesn't see the creature do this. He takes a sip, kind of does a weird little bad actor double take. You're like, hmm, oh, okay, oh, fine. It seemed weird, but no, I'll drink it. And then he's the one that, when he's down looking for the drumsticks, has turned into a monster or has become uh, a demon thing and then no, attacked the girl. The girl shows up and she turns into a demon and bites him. Oh, potato, potato. So With it happens. The, the big cake piece cut out of his <laughs> shoulder. Um, oh, God. So... <laughs> So basically, there's a chain reaction of of one after another. These um, band members are are becoming these demon monsters. There really needs to be a law that people, just amateurs, regular civilians, shouldn't make Muppets. No. You know, you're gluing troll hair and a googly eye on a dildo. Just stop. The Jim Henson estate should just sue them and they tie them up in court. sue everybody. Yeah. Um... And there's, then, there's some boobs. Yeah, that Most was of, the only reason that movie was made, I believe. Well, one-third of the boobs belong to John Micklethor. Yeah. So, <laughs> with his booby... Man. With his booby pecs and his... With a lot of unattractive people trying to be sexy. Uh-huh. And I, I thought... I think describes the entire 1970s. And he's being such a Boy Scout through the whole thing. It's so shocking when he finally gets in the shower with his girlfriend. And yeah. uh, it's just bleh. I kept joking that she was his mom just because she looked so mom-ish with her hair and her high 80s pants. <laughs> so um, he does a couple costume changes through this thing, which is kind of funny because he's got like the, the silly little. Oh, my God. That's one shirt he was wearing looked like wrapping paper. <laughs> yeah, the polka dotted red one. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the one. I well, there was purple and silver, but there was that silver number that he was wearing early on that had tails. So yeah, kind of had that Steven Tyler slash Motley Crue <laughs> little the... tassels. Yeah, yeah on the arms. Super. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. But none top the metal studded diaper he wears at the end. Oh, yeah. So let's get to that, Jolian. You watched the last ten minutes of this because yeah. you couldn't get Will's file to work. Right. Sure. Yeah, that's or that's your story. story that's my story i'm sticking to it i watched two minutes of this and realized it was total shit and i wasn't gonna yeah. do it cut to the chase yeah, you get that low angle of him flexing his flexing himself and he's got his like he's doing like the jesus christ pose and uh and and the angle is really low so like right in your face is this studded <laughs> diaper uh cod piece cod piece yeah speedo diaper cod piece whatever it barely yeah, hides his junk just like jesus wore you, yeah you've got that blue light going you know it just it's just <laughs> the, so 1986 the and, jock of thorns yeah it's just <laughs> this is a bad bad period Ooh, yeah awful yeah 
Um, yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be uh, the Archangel Michael. Is he? Yes. He calls himself Triton. Yeah, but he says something there. He's, he's, the, he's the intel... Locutor or the inter- yeah, intercessor or something. The intercessor. That sounds like a, a bad made-up name that some car company would give their sports car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like, a Mazda hour. intercessor. <laughs> yes, the Mazda intercessor. Uh, <laughs> so, and he fights a puppet at the end. Well, before he actually begins to throw punches with the puppet, the puppet is throwing... Cyclops starfish at him. Yes. <laughs> Did you notice anything about it? Well, it reminded me of uh, it conquered the. Is it in conquered the world? Yeah, yeah. with yeah, the well, flying bats. Yeah, and, yeah. But even worse somehow. Oh, I, I love that. that I love one. yeah. It conquered the world. Um, Beulah. It, it but, was. Um, it was the yeah. way. He, it was the way he was acting like he was trying to pull them off, but he was clearly pushing them onto himself. Oh, he, he was trying. And the best was when he's trying to rip the one apart, but he clearly couldn't do it because it was too rubbery and goopy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, what, what might have happened was they only built built so many of them. And they didn't oh want yeah, maybe him he to rip them apart, and you know, because they must have done tons of takes to get the perfect one. Yeah. So um, really, yeah, so I, might, I, I doubt this movie did tons of takes just... on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably dug some goop out from the bottom of the. Uh, the, the mixing barrel for all the latex and uh, oh yeah that's probably right got to throw them around instead of destroying a prop yeah but uh, since they couldn't destroy their devil puppet at the end mm. and I would, even in that that 10 minutes or so i got to know his pectorals pretty well yeah yeah they're in your face every glistening curve of his yeah, man boobs. yeah oh yeah Good stuff. So he he's uh, punching it out with the rubber devil. Uh-huh. And uh, it's pretty badly jointed. You know, it's got like... It's horribly jointed. It's like the shittiest marionette ever. Oh, it was like a life-size marionette. Uh-huh. Made out of foam, rubber, whatever, plastic or something. It looked really, really cheap. No weight at all to it. When it fell down, it was... <laughs> it just bounced? Yeah. <laughs> Like, that thing weighs about two and a half pounds. He, I, he put a bit of effort into wrestling with it, though, didn't he? He did. <laughs> it, it's like uh, when uh, Bela Lugosi's fighting the octopus. Exactly. Yeah, it's just what Richard <laughs> said. You, know, you have to wrap that sucker around yourself. Act and, like it's killing you. Yeah. Shake him around. It'll <laughs> look like he's killing you. Of course, that was from the movie Ed Wood, but that's the kind of crap. I mean, this is like Ed Wood would look at this movie and just shake his head and be like, mm. you fucking amateurs. <laughs> Where's the story? That's a good question. Where is the story? Well, um, so I guess Thor went out there and pretended to have all those friends to trick the devil into appearing. It was a long con, wasn't so it? So he, uh, yeah. I don't know. I felt conned immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you conned me into watching the shittiest oh, movie ever man. made. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to rewatch it. And then you started talking about it, and I was just like, oh, I kind of right. remember that. Oh, and it was just so much I'd put out of my head. They mm. do or say something in the first performance. Maybe it's the lyrics of the song or something they said. 
but they tried to perpetrate like they were American, like U.S. citizens. Like, uh, I think it was the lyrics of, of the first song they did. But then um, they say sorry and a boot, which gives it away, usually, mm. if you're paying attention. Uh, that's not a big deal, and I'm not bagging on Canadians for how well, they, they talk. They had an Ontario license plate on the van. There was that. With and... a USA 1 over the top of it. Right. And the the vanity plate reads ducker. Ducker. I have no idea what a ducker is. I don't want to know. It's, Something Canadian. It's it's when autocorrect doesn't let you say fucker. Probably. So. You meant Mort Drucker. <laughs> so you got the license plate, but then there's also this carton of milk where everything on the carton is in French. Yeah. Oh, and John Micklethor grabs a, a Coke classic out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. Which uh, harkens back to the um, to the Coke awesome classic conspiracy. Yes, yes. Which we several exposed. episodes again. Yeah, I think it was Near Dark where we exposed that because I think that's what the girl buys out of the vending machine. So was he part of the LA hair metal scene? No, he was part of the Canadian hair metal scene. <laughs> I think he's from Vancouver, so he's he uh, he evidently is a minor celebrity in canada he was in another film same year called zombie nightmare mm. which, which he plays a high school student with who you saw him in this movie mm-hmm. didn't look like a high school student no. at all um like... co-stars adam west and tia carrera oh okay i've also seen it it's a better film surprisingly mm-hmm. i don't know how anything could be better than rock and roll nightmare <laughs> yeah it's pretty stunning. It's bad. So, would you recommend this one? Um, For only any to reasons. those I don't like. <laughs> Julian, based on the ten minutes of it you watched, would you recommend this to somebody? Like, uh, if if they're you know had it on at a party and you know after a couple of hours have gone by, <laughs> I, w- I would say yeah. If you were having like a '80s hair metal themed party, yeah. And you wanted to put something hilarious on in the background, but put better music on the stereo while all that's happening, then mm-hmm. yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I can imagine a bunch of drunken hipsters sitting around drinking their craft beer and laughing at flat it. Flat whites and yeah, having a good time watching it. Yeah, I could see that for sure. For a rock band, they sure washed a lot of dishes. They movie. did, and they were dancing while they were washing the dishes. And they listened to the same song, which was one of their own. Yeah, every time they were in the house. That's the last thing. Will you don't even listen to our podcast? You you can speak to this, right? Yeah. No, are you gonna like? Yeah, that's the last thing I want to hear. Although, uh, uh, what's his name? Aziz Ansari. Uh huh. Tells some joke about going to Kanye's house, and Kanye was listening to his own album. Oh my god! And he's he was like, "Hey, Kanye, what's up?" Kanye would shush him. I'm putting my hand up, you know. <laughs> yes. Be quiet. Uh, so he could, you know, listen to this great part of his own album. And Aziz goes, "I don't, I don't go home to put my own comedy albums on. That's just bizarre. Why would you do that?" Right. <laughs> Kanye is narcissistic, and he's delusional. I mean, the guy doesn't know how bad he is at what he does and apparently neither do millions of people who've paid for his shit um i'm going to say right here i am a kanye fan <laughs> i'm totally serious i am behind kanye 100 percent. i think he is actually talented and 
fuck them if they can't take it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Can't carry a tune in a bucket. I'll say that's my reason for saying he's... He's not the best rapper around, but he's pretty creative with his producing. And he's funny, so I give him a pass. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, I've enjoyed just about everything he's put out. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe I need to be a bigger person and give him another chance. Yeah, if you don't like Kanye, that's fine. But uh... <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something. I've heard him try um, to sing, and he's he, it's it's like someone <laughs> it's like someone stepping on a cat. Yeah, he's not a good singer, but no. he typically doesn't sing. He just right. Kinda... Yeah. slowly raps yeah if he just were to stick with that that would probably yeah. be a better plan so speaking of better is trick or treat a better film yes yes okay <coughs> a I think much that, better film i think that has something to do with the fact that it was a sincere effort i feel mm-hmm. and uh they did have some money and some talent behind it uh, and we could probably name half a dozen other things that um, Rock and Roll Nightmare didn't have going for it that trick or trick or treat. Let's not confuse our listeners. It's not trick or treat. Or trick or treats. Right. Mm-hmm. This one is trick or treat. 1986. Yeah, that, that's a giveaway. Um, Tony Fields. Because there's one from 1982 in which a yeah. uh, husband or somebody comes back, terrorizes family. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see it. I started watching and quickly realized there's no rock and roll in this. No. But this one has um, a guy, uh, Tony Fields, playing this uh, Sammy Kerr character, this this like black arts um, heavy metal dude who <coughs> was going to be played by Blackie Lawless from Wasp. Um, I don't know if Blackie wasn't available. But uh, the guy they did get, Tony Fields, actually was um, a very accomplished dancer. Yes. So he was a Solid Gold dancer uh, on the show Solid Gold. Um, he was in a chorus line. Chorus line. He was also in a couple Michael Jackson videos, mm-hmm. including um, Thriller. Mm. Uh, so really talented man. Uh, there were some shots where he kind of had a Robert Blake look on his face. It was kind of weird. Like yeah. uh, just the angle, the makeup, I don't know, but... It's like, oh, that's kind of weird and like Robert Blake with a big wig. Mm. (laughs) But uh, the guy did a good job, I thought. Do you want a quick rundown of the movie? Lay it on us, Will. You you remember this. You got this uh, locked and loaded. Nerdy metalhead kid in high school. Skippy from Family Ties. That's right. That is who that is. <laughs> Mark Price. Uh, Skippy from Family Ties. Yes. He, uh, I don't remember what his character's name is. They said it plenty of times, but I don't remember. Oh, anybody, uh, what anybody? the hell was his name? Um, Steve-O. I'll find it. <laughs> I don't think it was Steve-O. Jeez. Um, Go on. I'll, I'll look while you're talking. Mahmood? Was it Mahmood? No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> without even looking, I could tell you it was okay. not Mahmood. Sebastian. Uh, Juan? Was it Juan? It was Eddie. Eddie! You were close. Okay. Go on I was going to say Eric. Eddie actually. Weinbauer. Cause yes. Because the other characters Ragman is what that, he calls himself. That's what it was. Ragman. Which is what the movie was titled on mine. 
was something like the Ragman. They were trying to hide or treat, trying to hide it from getting taken off of YouTube, probably. And that's that's oh maybe, but this was an actual title, an actual screen that came up. It looked like so fan edit. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? But anyway, uh, high school loser, one friend, no girlfriend, uh, picked on. Big fan of Sammy Kerr. Um, He learns that Sammy dies in a hotel fire. Unfortunately, at the age of 38, which is 11 years too late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're a rock star, you get to die at 27. Right. It's proof, you know. I thought that's where you were going. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he already has that against him. Um, turns out that he pressed one record. The kid's friends with the DJ played by Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. Named Nuke. Nuke, yep. From the famous band ACDC. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Who's from the band Heart? <laughs> um, turns out, play the record backwards, you can hear Sammy Kerr. And of course, bad stuff happens. Backmasking. This is the height of satanic panic. Yes, backwards masking. <sighs> Paul is a dead man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. There's there's all kinds of stuff that people would hear. Uh-huh. But if you stare at something looking for a face, you'll eventually see a face. Usually. If you stare... You always tell if it's backwards. When you listen to it, it's... I don't know, yes. backwards language... Backwards English, anyway, has... Yeah. A weird... Cadence... words that go up at the end <laughs> right are now backwards so yeah they have that noise yep. <laughs> yep you can always tell it when you hear it uh-huh and if you're hearing it say something that's probably your imagination at work very few people have done it on purpose yeah <clears throat> so sammy kerr is communicating with this kid through this test pressing of this album that's never going to be released yeah and uh, seems to um, want him to get revenge on the shitters. Yeah. Oh, I said that's Christine, who uh, threw him, uh, <laughs> threw him out of the uh, locker room nude. Yep. At girls' volleyball practice. Yeah. And one of those girls was waiting with a Polaroid. To yeah, shoot. she was waiting for that. So now, <laughs> in today's world, that girl would would go to jail for child pornography because they're all under eighteen. Mm. And she shot a picture of him nude. So. Nobody in high school in America's under 18 if it's a movie. Right. <laughs> They're all in their 30s. Usually. I mean, we were watching something last night, and I, I told Gene, uh, if you're a woman to play like a teenager in the 70s, you just had to be shorter than whoever the you know, other women in the show were. There you go. Yeah, just... This lady was clearly, you know, like in her mid-30s, and they put her in pigtails and... yeah. And made her play a teenager, but I think it was only because she was like five feet tall. <laughs> so, so poor Ragman is getting picked on, and Sammy Kerr is telling him, "Go get revenge." Yep. He says, uh, "Nail them all! Nail them! Nail them all!" <laughs> I could not understand what the hell Sammy Kerr was saying when I watched this. I just had to imagine I could hear things from the record. Well, I will say there's a. There's some nice quality to some of the music because Fast Eddie Clark, formerly of Motorhead, 
who was at the time in Fastway, um, he wrote and performed a lot of this music. And yeah. I actually saw Fastway. That's how fucking old I am. I saw them open, I think, for Ozzy Osbourne. I saw them open for the Tritons. <laughs> they would not open for the Tritons. The Tritons would open for them. Clearly you're remembering this wrong. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, uh, they got they got to have someone go out and sweep up of all of uh, John Micklethor's hair at the end. So much of it. They should have just played one song anytime he was in the house. <laughs> that would be just like... That would be like his theme music. Which I believe was giving up. <laughs> so, um, what did you think of it this far into it when you were on the rewatch? Uh, were you surprised how it held up? Uh, I hadn't. I didn't think I'd seen this movie until the spirit of Sammy Kerr undoes the girl's shirt after coming out of her headphones in a green mist. Uh-huh. And I realized I have seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, For some reason that scene stuck with a young me. Uh, 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 yeah, when, <clears throat> when she opens her eyes from her her um, from the throes of ecstasy. Uh, by the way, it was an evil silver tape. Yeah, cassette yeah, tape yeah. that was in her Walkman that was making her go into this state. The uh, version I saw was on YouTube, and that particular part of it was missing. Oh, really? It gets to where she's in the back of the car, and she puts on the headphones, which she seems to put on backwards. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, she's and then this green mist comes out, and then it and then it jumps to. Uh, oh wow! A later scene. Yeah. Oh, that was unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, it, that was clearly some trouble with the takes because I, in the goofs that they list on IMDb, they say that her shoulder strap is on and off and on again. Yeah. So, um, but then there's the big creature like perched right in front of her, like when she does open her eyes. Uh, that was pretty stunning. I'm not sure what they were doing there, but yeah. uh, it was cool. I will give them that. But the, she's dead. And then her. Yeah, it cooked her brains, and they were, like, coming out of her ears, which was stuck to the headphones. I think she's the only person who died in this, though. Well, till the end. I guess a lot of kids got zapped by Sammy Kerr at the end. But he made him disappear in a puff of smoke, which seems lame for a... It was a, a cop-out. That wasn't metal at all. No. Fireball, yes. Puff of smoke, not yeah. so much. So, um, so we've got Sammy Kerr on the loose... Much like the movie Shocker, he's able to travel through uh, anything electronic. It seems. Mm-hmm. I think it had to have. I think it had to have a speaker, though. I think he was traveling through things. Well, I guess does he? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can he travel through anything? They're not terribly clear on that. Well, he was able to um, give the uh, the Reverend, played by Ozzy Osbourne, a massive stroke. By just walking past a television and raking his finger over it. Yeah. So there's that. I guess he can kind of... I guess of... it's just electricity. Well, TVs have speakers. Yeah. So... But hmm. anywho. So, Jillian, uh, you, did you watch this this uh, whole thing through? Yeah, apart from that missing bit. Had you seen this before? No. Uh, 
Yeah. So give us your thoughts, because well, is you know as I said, it's like uh, this is like the worst period for horror movies, American horror movies that I can think of, and you're right. So I just uh, stopped watching them. Uh, you know, I, I watched anything from other years, but uh, but this this one, you know, it's uh, you get what what's on the box. You know, it's like it's like Christine and Carrie and <coughs> all those. Now. Yeah. Uh, you know, outsider kid at high school gets some supernatural form of revenge on the the bullies and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, you know, it, it delivered on that. Um, I think there's a couple of nice shots. Like uh, I like when the the burning cars and sticking off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Did a long shot. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, there were some nice shots in this. Uh, there was a good stunt where there's uh, the bullies getting thrown around, and one of them <clears throat> he goes. He goes skidding along on his butt, and he flies out these doors and over the staircase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty impressive. That was a good stunt. That is not yeah. a safe way to throw yourself. No. That, that made those guys mad when when uh, Skippy the Ragman just laid out that big uh, Rube Goldbergian uh, re- revenge thing <laughs> with buckets of mop water and chairs and open doors and police with cats on them and right. whatever the hell he did yeah and, and you got like that free song because like this is before like school shootings were were a trend yeah you know before they're happening every two weeks it seems like um so you've got that and and like also the uh people getting killed at a heavy metal gig you know that's way too close to the truth now and uh, yeah uh so yeah I thought, I thought it was all right um gene simmons is pretty good yeah, uh, he was in this. What was that? It Runaway, that Michael Crichton film. He yeah, plays, he plays the villain on that. Yeah, it was pretty good. And Ozzy's entertaining, you know. Unfortunately, there's very little of either one of them. They're definitely just like appearances. Yeah, I think they they did want Simmons to play the the lead. Uh, what's, what's his name? Um, Sammy Kerr. Kerr, yeah. Uh, but he didn't want to. He didn't like the script that much and wanted to just do a small role. Oh, okay. He just wanted the money, if you, if you know Gene Simmons at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, they tried to market this thing when it was repackaged with Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons on the front of the box, mm-hmm. like with probably VHS, but maybe later DVD. But um, they're not really in the movie that much, neither one of them. They're both just incidental characters. And uh, sure, their names are a draw to anyone who would be into heavy metal at the time but they're not your main characters whatsoever and it was weird that they tried to market that it was such a <clears throat> such a con move that they did that um they're having trouble re-releasing this because of copyright on so many songs and probably Jolene and i were talking uh probably the posters in the kids room too because it shows Clearly a bunch of posters of bands like Twisted Sister, Judas Priest. Anthrax. Anthrax, yeah. All that stuff. There's a Megadeth album. Yeah. So you see all of that and it's like, oh man, there's a lot of releases to be signed and a lot of royalties to be paid. They're, it's it's going to take a lot of legwork to get this thing ready for a re-release. If well, they maybe they'll do. just cut out all the music and put in public domain music, like <laughs> Muzak, and then just blur the posters out. Yeah, just get that that environment music like uh, on Ren and Stimpy. Uh huh. <laughs> they could just get that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or they could just record something new. You know, they could get uh, the Tritons maybe. 
Maybe they'll be available. Probably for birthdays and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Something about this movie and I forgot. <laughs> Something kind or maybe insulting. Probably insulting. It's not as dated as I would expect. No, it's not. Although uh, it was funny that that silver tape stood out so much. It's like they didn't they didn't try many other colors on tapes. They were either white or clear, it seems. Yeah. But for that one to be silver. I know. It was awesome. It's clearly evil. <laughs> But they uh, they definitely did the you know a good job delivering a story that, especially considering who the audience was for this thing, you know they they made it compelling and interesting enough to where I think somebody who isn't their audience could also enjoy it, and I did. Uh, I would say you could kind of drive a truck through some of the plot holes. Like what? Oh, let's say for example, Sammy Kerr let's just say they didn't give him enough background. You know, they should have made him more sinister. Like, yeah. We don't know why he wants to do what he's doing and why he chose some kid. You know, should he have an army of these kids going on? Why is this kid the chosen one? There's nothing really there. I mean... Yes, he was the number one super fan. I, does, doesn't every super fan think they're number one? He had the papers legally declaring him number one super fan. He did write a lot of letters. Yeah. He did write a lot of letters to Sammy Kerr, and they sounded like they were friends. Yeah. Clearly, it was only a one-way street on that friendship, but... <clears throat> Would a band like Sammy Kerr's band actually come back and play the Halloween extravaganza at a high school? I'd like to think so. I was, Sammy went to high school there, and that was maybe his motivation. Yeah. But that just seemed like that's such a disconnect. And he's so old. He's so old. He's 38. He's ancient. Yeah. For a rock star, put him out to pasture. <laughs> I think they could have just said, hey, he was, like you said, 27. 27. Have him be in his 20s. At least that's more accessible. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it did seem like there were some things missing, but overall, it, it moved along, and it was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, he did do a lot of bursting through windows and leaping out of things, Sammy Kerr did. Yeah. I found that very entertaining. I liked how he got trapped in the back of the cop car at the end. Yeah, that's that, and that was the big uh, undoing of Sammy Kerr, was that the car was pushed into the lake. Yeah. And shorts out. And... Oh, he almost died in the toilet, too. <laughs> That's right, the toilet scene. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to end there, because how many movie monsters have been killed with a toilet? <laughs> I can only name six. <laughs> Julian, any favorite moments in this? Well, there's, there's those two shots I mentioned, and... Yeah, and the credits yeah. at the end, because I knew it was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that toilet scene was definitely different. Yeah. 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 The 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 mom being kind of unsuspecting and out of touch that was kind of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. She just didn't know what was going on. Like she was completely unaware of the stuff that her kid was into. She's like all shocked. That seemed realistic in the eighties. Well, she's in his room putting his laundry away probably something she does twice a week and she's noticing all this stuff in his room 
And it's like, yeah, it's the same stuff that's been there. This, yeah, this maybe is, it didn't concern be her before she started thinking her kid was going nuts. Yeah, I guess he was acting pretty wacky. But uh, he got even with those with those awful uh, football guys or whatever mm. they were. And at one stage, he's wearing a, an alternative tentacle yes. T-shirt. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Uh, and they had bands that were much more interesting than this hair metal oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, for yes. sure. That was something I noticed, too, um, because I actually have a hoodie from Alternative Tentacles. I bought that years ago. And uh, he wouldn't have probably much been into the Dead Kennedys or Throbbing Gristle or any of those bands. Yeah. Lard. It just didn't strike me as... That didn't seem right. Because no. he didn't have any posters from any of those guys. Yeah. No, he was not into punk at all. It was all <clears throat> fairly mainstream metal. Hair metal. It was pretty... Some of it was pretty edgy at the time. Yeah, I guess so. Really? Well, Megadeth would have been edgy for the mainstream. Not edgy in, you know, in the... In reality. In the but... darker corners of the music yeah, I world. Yeah, they'd be at the heavier end of the yeah. hair metal scene, but... And Judas Priest had just started putting out some albums that weren't so hot at that point. Mm. But if you looked at like some earlier stuff from Judas Priest and Megadeth and things like that, that was pretty heavy at the time. Even Anthrax at that point was fairly heavy. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but he was definitely uh, he wasn't going to seek out anything <clears throat> that was on like a, what was that Hellhammer Records or, or what was it? What was there was a label that you used to see their ads in the magazines. No, the band was Hellhammer. It was, I think it was Metal Blade when they first came out. Oh, okay. They had like all this really obscure crap that was all just, it looked like it was deliberately being as evil as it could be. (laughs) Which is kind of exciting knowing that's out there, even if you never intend to find it. Yeah. At least it's out there being super evil. It's super (laughs) evil. They should have had a bunch of made up bands that were just so evil. That would have made this whole thing a lot I like that his nerdy friend said, Sammy Kerr bought into his own hype. <laughs> and I found that true of so many rock stars. Yeah. At some point, they, you know, I was specifically thinking of Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny when he first started. Because he was playing up the character, but at some point he stopped being that character and became that character. I don't know. Yeah. He started taking himself seriously. Yeah. Believing his own hype. And then he started doing it with Avril Lavigne. Didn't she die? <laughs> no. And has been replaced? Well, uh, possibly. <laughs> and did you know there were two identical Van Halen bands that were touring at the same time so they could make twice as much money? Really? Totally. Identical? Yeah. Like everybody in the band is an identical twin. So there's actually four Van Halen brothers, two sets See, of See, I would have bought that if you had uh, said kiss with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Because Fair they enough. really could. My, they were all in makeup. My ruse didn't work. You know? Uh, Gallagher sued his own brother for doing his act. I heard that too. Yeah. And now his, uh, his act has gotten super racist and homophobic. Maybe it always was. <sighs> On top of being unfunny... Liam Gallagher? No, no. Gallagher's the uh, <laughs> guy the, who the smashes. The guy? Yeah. Okay. yeah. The prop comic. <laughs> I like the idea of the Liam guy, and the guys Noel from, Gallagher. The guys from Oasis. 
Yes, that's a new one on me. And they were suing one another for stealing each other's melon bashing band. The Gallagher brothers have got two their own bands. Yeah. So yeah. I was Oasis and Super Oasis. Yeah, but no Gallagher, the terrible, terrible comedian. Yeah, he's horrible. Let's just say that and not worry about any retribution on that part. Um, there was, um, before we quite end this, um, uh, we actually have, as we've said before, listeners everywhere. And I wanted to just kind of quickly give a nod to one of them that um, popped up on Facebook. Um, let me do this real quick here. All right. Uh, so we got messages on our Facebook page from Gasper. Um, who is from Slovenia, which he makes clear is not Slovakia. So don't confuse the two. No. I actually did a little Google search, and the place is beautiful. So yeah. Slovenia is just gorgeous. So he's probably really digging being there. Um, he he basically said uh, that our podcast, uh, he listened to a recent episode, said, great as usual, and we said that suggestions are welcome. <clears throat> so he suggested them... 2006, which I didn't recognize because I know it under its untranslated name, Eels, uh, which means them. So um, I was hoping it was the big ants. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I love you, the big ants. The one about the kids in hoodies. Do you want to do them versus them? Sure, why not? I think that would be fun. Giant ants yeah. versus kids <laughs> yeah. in hoodies. Yeah. The ants win. Um, so Gasper, thank you very much for listening and, uh, giving us suggestions and feedback. It's awesome to hear from anybody who listens to this thing. So we actually know you're out there other than evidence of stats on SoundCloud. Um, anyway, so that was cool. Uh, so back to, um, trick or treat. I did enjoy the rewatch and, uh, would suggest this for anybody who kind of wants to have fun and maybe do a little eighties revival thing and check back in with their former selves. If they were metalheads or high school bullies who ripped the towel off of metalheads and shot pictures of their butts. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was fun. So what did you guys think? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, right. it was fun. I mean, it wasn't anything Great, but if you watched Rock and Roll Nightmare and then this... Oh, man. This would be probably your favorite movie for a long time. Very <laughs> very stark comparisons. <laughs> if those were your only two choices, I'd watch Rock and Roll... Or I'd watch Trick or Treat twice, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good fun. And uh, a, little, a little bit of nostalgia, but not a whole lot, surprisingly. No, I mean, it's not really nostalgic if you don't like that period right yeah yeah it was i wasn't into i was never really into heavy metal and definitely not hair metal scene there in the late 80s yeah there was so much hairspray crept in like it sort of assimilated itself into other heavy stuff till it all kind of started to blend together and just all became unlistenable at least from my point of view I always just wanted something stranger and heavier and weirder, and none of that stuff was doing it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Nope, we had to wait till junkies from Seattle and flannel <laughs> showed us how to rock. 
Actually, before that, my favorite finds were um, like Ministry and Skinny Puppy. Like that. Oh, whole... Skinny Puppy was yeah, that was a great find. Yeah, some yeah. great. Like, the underground stuff at the time was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's where the real stuff was. And like, my favorite bands came. You know, a couple of years later, you had the Pixies. Yeah. Bitch Magnet, and yeah, there's lots of interesting stuff coming. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> 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 until uh, until she gave herself up to Marilyn Manson. <laughs> well, shouldn't the universe have exploded for how squeaky clean she was and for how, well, I guess he was I fake. I think she was terribly squeaky clean, was she? I don't know enough about Avril Lavigne. I guess she tried to play it up like she Go was... Go home and read up on Avril Lavigne the rest of the day. <laughs> you probably could do that. <laughs> Uh, so should we wrap this thing up? Let's wrap it up. Do we want to try and do them versus them for next time? Uh, I guess. Or should we flip a coin and pick one them and not the other? The big ants. The big ants. <laughs> I'll always go with the big ants. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite yeah, definitely. big monster movies. And you know I've really been wanting to see Green Room. Oh, yeah, we could watch Green Room. Yeah, I've got that on order. So oh, I'm, from the I'm, library? Yeah, not seen it yet. So is what's the turnaround usually on that kind of stuff? It depends how many people uh-huh. requested it. Oh, they don't really tell you, do they? They just surprise you. It's in. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you. I don't know if you can look at, see how many. People are ahead of you or yes. not. You can, yeah. Yeah. It's been so long since I've been to the library. <clears throat> Who's got time to read? Oh well, I work in a bookstore, so. <laughs> I have plenty of time to read and too much of it, so... You could get away with it. They would I'm never know you were, you were just being lazy and reading on the job. You just Oh, yeah. I mean, just it's kind flip. of expected to read on the job. Here comes a boss. Flip the book shut. You're done. You I quit a job based on the fact they didn't want me to read at work anymore. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. They wanted to keep you dumb. They were... Take uh, advantage. It was really slow on some nights, so you'd read. <clears throat> I didn't see anything wrong with that, but they said we couldn't read anymore on the job. So, so you're supposed to sit and stare at a wall? I suppose. What if that wall had a book on it? Yeah. <laughs> then look anywhere but the wall. Man, everybody quit those jobs. Yeah. That's all I could say. All right, well, um, real quick before we do sign off, uh, anyone who does follow this show episode to episode will know that we had a conversation about clotted cream, and uh, we actually enjoyed fresh scones made by Will. Mm-hmm. Very nice. With um, thank you. With the domestic American uh, version of the Devon uh, clotted cream. It's which, from no, that's an actual English product. Was that from England? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they yeah. they made they made it appropriate for our needs. They act like it's it's super deadly here, like. Uh, the milk is going to give you some foodborne illness. <laughs> right. But it's actually pretty, uh, it has a fairly long shelf life as long as you don't open it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the English cuisine equivalent of blowfish, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't, doesn't kill more than a couple of people a year. It's how I feel about raw chicken on shows. They, right. Any cooking show, they act like it's the most dangerous thing ever. It would first have to have salmonella in it. Yeah, then, I mean, you don't want salmonella, but geez, they act like it's radioactive. Yeah. 
you know i i read looking up clotted cream recipes uh that it was one of the 120 125 most english foods mm. picked uh and the least healthy <laughs> well it's yeah. pure fat yeah it's just fat it is delicious people Right. Yeah. So you can, if you have a, a little gourmet shop near you, like we do here, um, there's no reason you can't pick up a jar of this stuff. And uh, so, Jolien, you're from the school of put the cream on first and then the jam. Right. Yeah. And apparently there's some disagreement on that. Uh, I would think that'd be the normal way. It's not that big a deal. It's a huge <laughs> deal here in America because it's A or B. Coke or Pepsi, choose a side. <laughs> Stick with it forever, no matter what. Right. I also picked up Ho Ho's, Twinkies, and a Zagnut bar, which uh, none of us have touched. <laughs> I Not... might have a, a Ho Ho. I won't touch a Twinkie. I think I had a Twinkie once, and it's probably still in there. It's still in there, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Twinkies. Uh, we did have a question um, from listeners who. Uh, you know, we, we've invited questions about England. Uh, since you were just there and okay. you were saying before you left, how is everybody handling the Brexit thing? Is there a lot of remorse over it? Uh, there's people who regret having voted the way they did. There's a lot of people having, who regret not having voted, mostly young people, uh, especially in London. Um, lot, so many people didn't vote because they just assumed it wouldn't happen. And then oh, they woke man. up the next day. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then there's lots of uh, people, you know, to and fro going on in the newspapers, you know, um, accusing I, each other of doing horrible things. I saw a great protest sign that said, pulling out doesn't stop people from coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it all turns out all right. I mean, we don't want to see weird collapse of a nation just because uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah the, I think they'll be fine the markets bounce back two days later oh yeah. good good i mean they weren't in the eu for a long time mm -hmm. so i think they'll be okay well but i don't know i'm not the, a, and they haven't actually there. done it yet yeah the thing it doesn't happen for months yeah, i guess that would be true wouldn't it um did you uh, end up on the moors while you were in England? No, I did not. Good. That's why Stayed you came back alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I just have to watch out for full moons from now on. Yeah. I have to be chained. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Please rate and review us. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Give us a five-star rating. And if you or think no-star rating. I don't care. Well, Just rate and review us. It helps if they give us five stars, and it hurts well, it if they helps. don't. Sure. So if, if we're that bad, just don't listen. <laughs> and if all. they really like us, they can send us money. <laughs> if anyone is serious about that, let us know via Facebook okay. or Instagram. I'll give you Will's address. Hundreds only. I actually know your address. I could tell them right now, but, oh, I, but I won't. Please don't. All right. Well, thank you for listening and stay off the moors. All right. Nothing to break our concentration and plenty of rooms so everyone can get a little privacy. Hey, really, mate? What are we supposed to do here? Rehearse, lame brain. City softened your ears and your arms. In our last gig, he didn't even play the same song we were playing. <laughs>
So now that we're here to rehearse our new album... Oh, or lose our advance. Or lose our advance. We've got a month to come up with 10 minutes of new good material. And we're not going anywhere until we do.